you know what? I had to try so hard not to laugh while I was reading that whole last part because <laughs> I, I put on like a winky face. <laughs> I was like, we're so glad you're enjoying the show and feel encouraged to already level up your status. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No one's going to see it. Yeah. And then I, I think I've written so LOL in my notes before just for myself to know, like, there might be a laugh here. Like, oh my goodness. Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 44. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay, and today we're talking about forgiveness. Forgive and forget. That's how the old adage goes. Well, easier said than done, so goes another. Truly extending forgiveness and asking for it are some of the most difficult things we must learn to do in our life. But why is it imperative that we learn to do so? And how? We'll discuss all of this and more on this week's show. But first, if you are enjoying our podcast as much as Michelle and I enjoy bringing it to you, please consider taking a few minutes to rate and review the Modern Lady Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Another way that you can help spread the word is by sharing this episode with your friends and family. We also love receiving your feedback and get so excited when we receive comments from our listeners. We have been loving all of the shares and comments we've been getting over the last few weeks on our social media accounts. And this week's shout out goes to Abby Toman, who shared last week's episode on Insta Stories and said, quote, listening to Michelle and Lindsay while cooking makes me feel like I'm leveling up as a housewife. I'm 20 and I'm not married, end quote. Thank you so much for your shout out, Abby. We're so glad you're enjoying the show and feel encouraged to already level up in homemaker status. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. We are a few weeks away from our federal election here in Canada, and I thought it was high time we talked about some election etiquette. I got this list off theodysseyonline.com and I think they nailed it. So number one, do. Do discuss the importance of voting. I want to take that a step further and help ensure that everyone that can vote has a way to get to the polls. So if you have a way that you can help get somebody there, then please offer your services. Number two, don't tell people who to vote for. I've done this. I'm guilty of this. I've told a lot of people who to vote for this year, but it's not proper etiquette. Um, People have their right to vote according to their own conscience, right? No matter how crazy that might be. Number three, remain informed. You and I've talked about this, Michelle, before about how important we think it is that people continue to educate themselves. You, your spouse, and even your children should make sure that you have read the platforms of the candidates and are aware of the issues that are currently going on and that they'll be debating. Number four, do not believe everything you hear in the media. This is a great opportunity to learn how to become a critical thinker, especially in this time of fake news. This website suggests listening to news sources outside of your own country. They specifically mentioned BBC News, which I've heard in other cases as being the, and I laugh saying this, but the least bias actually of all of the news sources. 
So I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard it a few times and they suggest this as well. Um, So it's really important to check other sources, right? And this is a great opportunity to teach your children how to fact check. And number five, keep track of the local elections going on, whether it's the federal one or smaller municipal ones. But if we're talking about this federal one coming up in Canada, make sure you know your MP options. And so they're much more approachable than we think that they might be. And you can call their office and they really get excited about the chance to clear up some of the misconceptions or to answer your questions if it helps um, straighten out some of the things you might have heard in the media. They are actually quite approachable and very kind, all of the ones we have in, in Waterloo Region, I know. So definitely make sure you understand what's going on locally. Mm-hmm. I love that, especially the critical thinking part, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's true, like every article that comes out will have a bias, the bias yeah. of the person writing it, right? And so last night was the debate, uh, yep. one of the debates here in Canada. And um, I was just thinking, you know what, there's, there is a debate mm-hmm. about how effective mm-hmm. debates are to the outcome of an election. But I thought this is actually so much more helpful nowadays with fake news because you need to hear it from the person's mouth right um like short of going to read transcripts of every full-length unedited uncut interview that every candidate has a debate's kind of like the short form version so if you have an opportunity to watch a debate possibly the importance of those are really coming back We've all heard that you need to forgive and forget, but what does that really mean? This has always been a loaded topic, and it still is, even today, isn't it, Lindsay? Yeah, in some ways, especially today, there is more hate going on, it seems like, than ever right now, and digging up old wounds and, um, you know, past transgressions. And I'm saying this, you know, knowing full well that history has always been full of this, but something happened in the last couple of days that went viral that you and I and a lot of people were really moved about, moved by. And it was the young brother of a man that was murdered and he was an innocent man. And it was a horrible, horrible tragedy in the United States. And his brother was murdered and he got up at the end of the trial at the sentencing trial and read his victim impact statement. And it was unlike what anybody was prepared for. And he was forgiving the woman that killed his brother. And he was so compassionate and it was so moving. And it was just, I've never seen somebody speaking so truly from their heart. As I saw this young man speaking, I saw Jesus Christ in him. Like I've never seen anything like that. And and I know it touched a lot of people and he forgave her and he did not have to do that. And he said, I forgive you. I love you. He said, I know I shouldn't even be saying this, but I don't even believe you should have to go to jail. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a whole other thing, but just this Mm -hmm. idea of forgiveness and it really opened up the discussion on forgiveness and if we should forgive and forget. And I shouldn't have been shocked, Michelle, but I was shocked when I saw that there was a backlash against this young man who chose to forgive, you know, the murder of his brother. Yep. Yeah. When you, when you told me that I, I couldn't believe it either. I was like, because I saw the video too and it moved me so much that even yesterday I was telling my mom about it and I was trying to paraphrase. I wasn't even like quoting it. I didn't have it Mm -hmm. in front of me and I could barely get it out because I was getting like choked up like the lump in my throat like I was so moved you just don't see that kind of sincerity no um in 
and forgiveness in general anymore. What a witness. What a statement. It was incredible. And so uh, there was a lot of anger, especially about like, I think it's a misunderstanding that people have that our forgiveness um, somehow eradicates what happened. Like it somehow erases what happened. And that's not what forgiveness does. But I think it was really summed up. There was a tweet that then went viral after that said something to the like, of course, people can't understand how this young man can forgive a murder that only happened a year ago, when right now, Mm. so many people are dragging out tweets from 10 years ago, and having (laughs) trouble forgiving those or things that happened in the workplace 20, 30 years ago. You know, if Mm -hmm. we can't forgive those things right now, then how how, we can't wrap our heads around how somebody can actually forgive the murderer of their brother. Um, But this just kind of shows the state that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. One of the moving moments as well was when the the judge came down Mm. right afterwards, you were saying, and kind of hopped on the (laughs) on what the young man was saying. Um, but I love what she talked about, uh, and you were saying this too, this concept of moments yep. and how one bad moment, this was a bad moment. A bad, bad <laughs> no moment. No question. Yep. This is a yep. very bad moment. Um, but these individual moments, they don't define us. Yeah. And in some ways, I see this discussion about forgiveness, and I feel like we're very short-sighted. Yeah. When it comes to forgiveness, we can only see these moments and actually not even like plural moments, just the present moment. Like we have a hard time seeing past it and uh, we're quick to judge and react. And then we hang on to that impression because we've kind of forgotten about the eternal. Yeah. Right. And that forgiveness is one of the few things I think that transcends our life here. Like one of the few things that bridges both the present moment and the eternal. You're absolutely right. I was listening to a homily by a priest this morning. And he said that it's practice for heaven. Everything Mm. that we're doing on this earth should be practice for heaven. He's like, you're not going to get to heaven and find anybody that hasn't been forgiven or has forgiven everybody. Like it just doesn't happen. (laughs) Nobody holds Uh grudges in heaven. (laughs) <laughs> so we can practice for that now. And and you you're also right when you're talking about how we get stuck moment by moment, right? And we can get mm-hmm. locked into something that happened in our past and something very serious. I mean, serious cases of abuse, right down to our barista getting mm-hmm. our coffee wrong at Starbucks that morning. We can get <sighs> stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And you can get stuck for days, for weeks, for years. And we need to be able to move on for that from those, those situations. And we have to understand that, like we're saying with this case, our act of forgiveness, our decision, and it is a decision to forgive someone doesn't excuse what that person did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe we should start off by talking about like what forgiveness is then. Mm. And from there we can like kind of build upon that. Right. Well, Forgiveness is actually one of the spiritual works of mercy um, in Christianity. And so we have the corporal works of mercy, right, which um, Loyola Press defines as kind acts by which we help our neighbors with their material and physical needs. So some of the corporal works help the body, like feeding the hungry, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, that sort of thing. This Mm -hmm. is one of the spiritual works of mercy, and it is defined as an act of compassion um, by which we help our neighbors with their emotional and spiritual needs. Now this list briefly is um, to instruct and advise, console, comfort, and then 
forgiving people and bearing wrongs patiently. Actually, those are both Mm -hmm. on the list. Um, So we need to forgive those who trespass against us. I think we've heard that line before. (laughs) It's, you know, right in the Lord's prayer Um, and, and to bear wrongs patiently. So first of all, it is a spiritual work of mercy. Again, that is an act of compassion where we help our neighbors. And again, neighbor in the Christian sense is every Buddy in the world, um, whether they're next door to you or around the world, um, with their emotional and spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting the the concept of neighbor too, because I think we can even in our in our minds without thinking too hard about it, we can extend it to the person living halfway around the world. Mm-hmm. But I just find it interesting to think like we must also forgive people when it's like a person in the spotlight, like a celebrity or. Yeah. Even in politics, we talked about in the in the etiquette tip um, yeah. alluded to politicians and stuff like that. Like uh, forgiveness is is huge. It's individual and it's global yeah. <laughs> all at the same time. Because I think the crux of the situation is that forgiveness, while it immensely benefits the person that it's being bestowed upon, it's really a gift for ourselves, right? Like mm-hmm. it's freeing ourselves from that pain. Um, Dr. Karen Schwartz, she's like the head of mood disorders at John Hopkins University um, Hospital. Um, she says it's a university hospital. Anyways, <laughs> she said that there is an emo- enormous physical burden to being hurt and disappointed, an enormous physical burden. And they've been doing mm. studies and they've actually found out that, that about this physical impact and it shows that forgiveness can lower blood pressure, promote better blood health and improve our immune systems. So it shouldn't be something selfish, right? This act of forgiveness, but it's actually incredibly self-serving in a wonderful way. Right. So this is speaking about the people, who, those of us who need to forgive, to mm-hmm. extend forgiveness. This is the physical um, impact of holding on to grudges. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because I could see how, like, if you were the one seeking forgiveness, right, right, that there's also the, the physical manifestations of stress that comes with that when you're waiting. Right. And hopeful for someone to extend that to you. Right. That, that presents its own things. But yeah, you don't often think about it. It feels like we have a right to hold on know, to the, it over no, that person. Yeah. You're totally right. And that was actually some of that backlash from that case last week. Um, that's what they were talking about on, on The View. Um, the... <laughs> Joy, I was going to say the wonderful, and but I was rolling my eyes so you guys couldn't see that. Uh, Joy Bahar mm-hmm. um, was talking about, she was all enraged by the, this act of forgiveness. And she's like, no, sometimes we need to hold on to the rage. And it's like, no, because what you and I were talking about this earlier, what I found fascinating in researching forgiveness is I was doing what I normally do for the podcast. I was researching um, some of our Catholic sources, and then I was looking at mm-hmm. secular sources. And a lot of our topics, you know, those two things are, there's a broad space in between them. This one, it's the, both teachings are the same, whether you're taking it right from scripture or you're taking it from psychologists and psychiatrists, it's, they actually are all saying the same things. This is how important forgiveness is. And the act of forgetting, right? Forgive and forget, like we're talking about, you don't have to forget it and it doesn't cancel out what happened to you. And that there's actually some benefits to forgiving and forgetting together. And some of that, one of the benefits is that you've learned a lesson, right? We all know Mm -hmm. this. We say this to our children, but do we really stop and think about that? We have learned how we handled that. And oftentimes it's something we've always worried might happen to us. And then it happens. And then it's like, okay, well, it's happened. I've, I've learned now. And then you can safeguard yourself from that happening again. Now that's different than building walls around yourself. Right. And like actually Mm -hmm. kind of 
becoming destructive. But so there's a difference between safeguarding yourself against something like this happening to you again in the future. But it is important to walk away from it, learning something. And you're not going to learn something if you just try to forget what happened. Right. Yes. The whole issue of uh, where do you go after forgiveness happens, right? In some areas, it's prudent to put up boundaries and to Mm not quote, like forget and put it out of your mind that it happened. If, if someone, um, financially mistreated you or something, or you, you paid someone to do a service on your house or something like that. And they abused your trust or something like that. It would be prudent not to forget that. And to give them your money (laughs) again. give them more money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. So those are good boundaries. But I think the crux of it, the, the difficult decision of it would be like, how vulnerable do I make myself again? Right. Right. When it comes to you, to people uh, and relationships in your life, family, friends, uh, people in your community. Um, it's this question of, I, I was hurt when I opened myself up once before. Right. Uh, I, I, it seems counterintuitive to open myself up to that again. Um, there's a website called psychcentral.com and it says, and I quote, all relationships can be restored and some can even deepen and thrive, not in spite of what happened, but because of it. Now, again, I think they were a little liberal with the word all, um, but I mm. think that most relationships can actually be restored. And I think that this is really important to step back, especially when you're in the midst of pain going, really, this relationship can be restored. Yeah, not only mm. can it be restored, but and I'm living proof of this. Some can even deepen and thrive. Like that said, they can actually become better because sometimes, sometimes when you got the hurt and the pain out of the way and mistakes have happened and you've both healed as people, you come out of it better people. And then when you rebuild the relationship as two better people, it's a brand new relationship and it can be way more authentic and way better than whatever you had before that pain. That reminds me of, and I forget the word for it, is Japanese concept of when something breaks and they meld it back together with gold, with melted gold, right? Because the whole idea is even that which is broken can be even more beautiful after the fact, right? And that's exactly what you're saying with forgiveness. And one thing I was thinking about about in relation to this, one thing that makes forgiveness easier that we actually don't have a good hold on in our society right now is this idea of shame, Mm, right? Shame is often thought of so negatively and for good reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think like shaming someone as a verb (laughs) is what we're talking about here, right? Um, But the definition of what shame is in the dictionary is uh, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior, mm. right? So it's admitting to yourself when you have done something yeah. you know was wrong. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, it, it's an acknowledgement of this wrong or foolish behavior. And it just seems to me that reclaiming in general a personal sense of shame in all of us where appropriate naturally leads to this sincere contrition, right? And a genuinely sorry person is so much easier to forgive, Um, even just taking it road rage as an example, right? Mm -hmm. When someone cuts you off in traffic or something and you're you're so angry at them, but you pull up beside them at the light and they're gesturing to you. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
I, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm always way more likely to gesture back like, it's okay, it's okay. And we have a moment and then the light turns green and you move on with your day. But totally. um, that starts from inside of you, just even acknowledging and um, in a world so saturated with pride, uh, maybe that is one of the huge stumbling blocks to contrition. It totally is. I think that there's so many things to talk about with our own shame. And I agree with you that mm. our shame um, isn't something that we actually have to shy away from or feel bad about shame, which is funny saying in the same sentence because they mean the same thing. Yeah, I'm ashamed. Right. I'm ashamed of my shame. <laughs> ashamed of my shame. And, yeah. No, our shame should motivate us, propel us forward to do better. And so when we also feel that shame about our own wrongdoings, then we also see the smallness of our character. And that actually helps us see others in a better light. And we think we, we recognize our own humanity, right? And then in, in that mm -hmm. humanity, our brokenness and our propensity for error. And then we extend hopefully that forgiveness to others because we really see within ourselves how much we want that from people. And, um, mm -hmm. It's important too when you're embarking on this decision to forgive somebody, whether it's something that had happened 20 years ago or something that happened yesterday, um, is like we're saying with this shame part is to step back and think, what was my part in this? I know it's really hard for us to see our own part when we're filled with anger and wanting to forgive somebody. Oh, yeah. But 99% of the time, things don't just happen out of nowhere. And so it's really important to own up to our part in these things and to feel that shame. And again, once you felt that you might be hopefully more inclined to offer, want to offer forgiveness to the other person. Mm -hmm. That's good when there is contrition on both sides, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think like, what about those scenarios and those instances where someone isn't sorry? Like, what are you supposed to do with that? Right. <laughs> that of you. <laughs> Which happens a lot, right? Um, right. Yeah. So there's a couple things you can do. So you need to focus on being present in the day. We've talked about this before. It's called sometimes mindfulness, you know, in the world right now, but being fully present today. And so if you're holding on to any kind of resentment and waiting for an apology and just saying to yourself, well, if he would only say sorry, or if she would only just acknowledge what she's done, I could move past this. Well, if you're holding on to that, you're stuck in the past. You're absolutely stuck mm. in the past and that's not going to help you at all. And also when you hold on to that resentment, it gives other people immense power over you. Their hurt continues to hurt you in new ways beyond the initial hurt, right? It continues to mm. linger and then you just get more and more um, in pain over it. And so we can decide to take back the power. Now, I read something on this website called thegreatest.com and it blew my mind. So it said, if a poisonous snake bites you, the bite can kill you, right? Wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not the bite itself mm -hmm. that kills you, but the venom inside of your body that's fatal. And that's what holding oh. on to the hurt and the pain without forgiving does. That's what kills us. Not usually the initial thing. And if we were to just deal with the initial thing when it happens, which we often can't because there's, you know, it's multi-layer, multi-layers, but it's, it's what happens later that that's what really causes the worst damage, like the venom going through our veins. You're right. And trying to walk around and forget that it's in yeah. there. <laughs> Which we never can do, is, right? Is fatal. No, yeah, we, we pretend, yeah. but it's, you, you can tell, and sometimes we don't even know how much it's hurting until we have forgiven somebody. Have you ever felt that mm. where you didn't even know how much it's mm -hmm. actually been affecting you until you've resolved the situation and you can literally feel the weight coming off your back of it? Yes. And you feel almost giddy, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, and I I think that in in other cases too, um, there are situations where you might find yourself in a position where you need to forgive someone over and over and over again. Mm. And I know I've I've found myself in those scenarios from time to time. And one thing that I've I've tried to learn and to try to do when I when I realize what's happening is to set up some of these boundaries and to. Um, balance that with this idea of forgiveness. My thing is that I don't want to, uh, I don't want to enable someone uh, if they're really struggling with something, maybe something that's out of their control, mm. like personality traits that really just over and over again seek to undermine a friendship or a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I've been finding sometimes the best thing, the most merciful, forgiving thing I can do, and it doesn't seem like this to the person I hope one day always that they'll come around and see it, <laughs> right or wrong from my perspective, is that I'm going to limit how how much time we spend together in order to give you less of an opportunity right. to continue hurting me over and over again, right? Yeah. So it's, it's almost like a, a merciful act to placehold our our friendship or our relationship and not put us in a position where we'll um, we might become exhausted with the whole back and forth forgiveness thing and contrition thing so that's something also to consider too there are situations where it forgiveness is very hard because it's an underlying issue that hasn't been resolved yet and I think that boundaries are are appropriate and they don't negate forgiveness. And in some cases, once the underlying issue is resolved, we can maybe look back and see how setting up boundaries, at least in the interim, can really actually help and aid forgiveness overall in the future. That's right. Like the forgiveness and the aspect of setting up boundaries, they don't negate each other. You can forgive, right? Mm -hmm. Like I I think people kind of overthink it. <laughs> it's simple, right? Yeah. It's simple. Um, like we were saying, you just forgive and forget. But no, the of forgiveness course. part is its own separate thing. There's going to be like maybe 20 things that surround that of extenuating circumstances. But the the act, the decision of forgiveness is its own simple thing. You choose to forgive somebody. Once you've chosen to forgive them, you try not to bring it up again or to hash over mm-hmm. it again. Once it's done, it's done. But there can be a lot of other offshoots that happen because of whatever the situation it was. But the act of forgiveness Mm -hmm. is something that we are, I think, more capable of giving than we might give ourselves credit for. And now that we hopefully understand after our research today, the physical benefits, right, and emotional benefits to Mm -hmm. letting go and giving that forgiveness, um, hopefully we might be more encouraged to do that, to give that as a gift, not only to the person receiving it, but like we're talking about, it also benefits ourselves greatly as well. And so that act is something that I think we can actually do. And then, yeah, there's a lot of other things around it that you might also have to deal with to help remedy the extenuating circumstances. But this act of forgiveness is something that we, um, I think we are more capable of doing than we think we are. All right, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? Well, can I reveal to our listeners that you and I talked about, we don't (laughs) always share what we're loving this week ahead of time, Mm -hmm. but you were like, I'm sharing something I've already said. And I'm like, I'm also sharing something I already said. (laughs) 
So maybe as like a little overview, it's just that you and I are both going deep, deep into like fall and huga and just mm-hmm. like our fall shows and everything. So something that I'm going to suggest is something I suggested before, but it's a show we love called Shetland. Shetland. Mm-hmm. And it's the um, the Scottish islands that are up in the North Sea, very remote. Their accent is very thick. Um, you'll probably need subtitles like we do. Don't be ashamed <laughs> if you need subtitles for an English program. Um, <laughs> but it's the landscape is so isolated and barren and the characters, it's just so well done. It's well acted. It's well written. And it's just, it's the perfect show when the wind is howling outside and you've got some candles on to just cozy down in the fall and watch Shetland. So season five is out now. It's not on Netflix yet, the newest season, but we've purchased it on iTunes. And this idea of hunkering down and watch our fall shows, it's like mm-hmm. the greatest motivation for Jason and I. Like we do whatever we can to get everything clean and the kids in bed because we know we just want to watch our one hour of the show and light the candles. And it's just just doing that over the last couple of nights again has given us such peace. It's something our marriage really, really needs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so comforting, right? Mm-hmm. And as we get into darker days and colder weather, it's like reaching for your favorite blanket or Mm -hmm. your favorite tea you reach for your favorite shows and ones that you've uh, seen before so So what's yours uh, (laughs) yes I was gonna say so to carry on this retro rewind retro rewind (laughs) right (laughs) can't talk uh the retro rewind Mm -hmm. version of what we're loving this week um oh my gosh I'm so sorry um (laughs) is the show turn Um, and it's such a good fall show because it happens um, out in the New England part of America. It's been a while since I've watched the show. I just came across a clip the other day and I was reminded how um, atmospheric it was mm. for the autumn. Um, just something about New England yes. in the fall, I think it, it suits so, so well. Um, and it is a good show because it follows Washington's mm. spies. And so it's this ring of spies who were childhood friends and uh, they form like this ring and they infiltrate the British side and they try to smuggle information back. And it's, uh, I think, about four seasons um, of their struggles and challenges and what it means for their families. And it's really well done suspense wise without being a little bit too intense. (laughs) Do you know what my only issue is with that show? <clears throat> Tell me if you felt this too. This is going to really upset our American listeners. <laughs> oh dear. As a Canadian, uh-huh. we're team British essentially in that, right? right? Like because we stayed like essentially British. We stayed loyal to the crown. So we're the loyalists. And so watching, I'm like, what? what? I'm like, I feel like <laughs> it's a personal affront against those Canadians. <laughs> That's not even the War of 1812. So of course I'm very wrong and shouldn't be feeling But I'm watching this going, wait a mm. second. I'm supposed to, because obviously you're cheering for the Americans in it, right? Right. And I'm like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm inclined to cheer for them right now. That is absolutely funny and true for us, too, because by the end of the show, um, one of the villains, and he's a Mm -hmm. despicable villain in the show, um, is like uh, Simcoe, right? And (laughs) Phil and I were laughing because we're like, we have so many Simcoe stuff up here. We have Lake Simcoe. We have town nearby Simcoe. We're like, wouldn't it be funny if that was the same guy? And we looked it up. We're like, oh, it is. He was actually really instrumental in forming like our immediate area of... (laughs) And I was like, well, this is uh, this 
conflict of interest here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that um, angsty conflict aside, it is a good mm-hmm. story um, and might make you face some of these questions of historical uh, viewing. <laughs> and it will make you look stuff up like you guys did and mm-hmm. learn a little bit more. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. And if you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at lindsayhomemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week and we will see you next time. Thank you.